0: I've just hit record just because I didn't want to make it too easy for Havard to edit this week.
1: <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Am I, what? Am I doing editing? No.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's see how yeah. we can fuck it up for you this week.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just go for it, shall I?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hello and welcome to Number One Crude Mistakes with myself, Glenn, from Number One Projects and KJ, the tall Swedish guy who looks good in a dress, from Crude But Efficient, and Havard, the Norwegian podcast saboteur from Behind the Mistakes. Welcome, (laughs) guys. How are you doing?
2: Ah. (laughs) Great. That was a new one. (laughs) I'm just thinking, what did I do? You know what you
0: did. (laughs) Explain to the audience, what did you do, Havard? <laughs> Come on, spit it out.
1: I'm afraid to say something because it might not be the thing that you're thinking of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to say, I've done two edits now for our podcast. And both times you've made them really bloody awkward. <laughs> Oh. And this last time you did it with your, it was very funny the way you did the introduction by not in, inviting me and KJ until you'd done it, but yeah. it completely screwed up the uh, the timelines. And after getting it sorted after about an hour, then KJ jumped in with a message: "Oh, you could just line it up at the other
2: end." Yeah. God damn it! Why didn't you say that earlier? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't check my messages that often. <laughs>
1: but that that's the funny thing, but before he came with that blatantly easy solution, I, of course, straight went into, but you could just, uh, you mark the tracks and then you have the the program to identify overlapping audio and then synchronize automatically. And then, but we don't have any common audio streams. That wouldn't work. And I was really digging into how you can solve this technically without just trying to manually align them. And then, KJ just, well, we just lined them up at the end because we quit at the same time. God damn it, that's so easy.
2: (laughs) I'm a bit brute force in that way.
0: It only took me an hour (laughs) to line them up manually. (laughs) The problem is we spoke so much nonsense for 10 minutes. Yeah. There was no coherent conversation, so it was really hard to line it up.
1: (laughs) Maybe this is the... The starting point for me making one of those uh, clappers for uh, movies. I always wanted to make one, and then we can start the <laughs> podcast with that. Uh,
2: since <laughs> we, we, we all record our own audio, we all need to have a clapper and synchronize us clapping them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it might be hard over video.
1: <laughs> well, if you, well, if you start uh, saving the video, that will make it easier because then you can match the frames of the video.
2: Yeah, <laughs> or we just don't have a head start.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can add that later.
0: <laughs> so let's start where we normally start, then, guys. What have you been up to this week,
2: <sighs> KJ? You want to start? <laughs> okay, if you're if you're a rough one, then then I can go. Yeah, I, I since last we spoke, I've. Uh, I've done the last filming for my my next project, but I haven't touched a single video file because I'm, I haven't had time to do it. So I hope they look good, at least. Um, yeah. So that's that's something.
0: When are you hoping to get it out?
2: Uh, I was hoping to get it out rather soon, but uh, but considering my track record, it will probably be at the end of the month or something like that. <laughs> because, yeah, time and all of that. Uh, no, this, this weekend will disappear and uh, next week I'm doing the pod edit, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. probably at the end of the month.
0: <laughs> How long does it normally take you to do your editing, KJ?
2: Well, um, it's not that much the editing time itself. Uh, I mean, it takes a couple of hours, but I, I like to to have a rough edit done and then and then wait a wait a while, and and looking at it with fresh eyes, and then do a re-edit and okay. let it let it simmer. Right. So it's and I I I don't think I really could do just take all the clips, edit it in one go, and then think it's fine and uploading it. I need yeah. I need some time to to contemplate. <laughs> so that's why it, why it takes a while, and then that's I don't fair, have that yeah. much time to do it either. Um, Then I have done a a thing that will have to be secret uh, until this weekend, Uh, so I won't talk any more about that. And lastly, maker-related thing I did was I I fixed my youngest kid's bed that I accidentally uh, assembled a little bit (laughs) wrong when I did it like one and a half years ago or something like that. So it's been standing on an angle with two of, two of the feet not really touching the ground, and it's uh, it resting on the, <laughs> the drawers under the bed. And I, I couldn't really figure out what I did wrong, but then I actually took the time to take some stuff apart and realized that I put an angle iron upside down. So it's, it's like <laughs> half an inch or something. Uh, the bed slates were on, in the wrong position. So that felt really good to fix that.
0: Do you always revert to imperial measurements when you've done something wrong?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, when I speak English, I, I revert to imperial because <laughs> meters and centimeters, that that doesn't ring ring correctly. Okay. Uh, so it's easier to use the 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 caveman style of measuring <laughs> using your 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 body
0: <laughs> what about you havard your little productive norwegian you <laughs> 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 looks like you've made fantastic projects on the uh, on the halloween thing
1: oh yeah i uh, two days ago i really i don't know what got into me, but really everything just sorted itself out uh, and then I realized oh, it needs wheels as well and then just ran in <laughs> and did some CAD drawing. Um, while I did that, I also realized that uh, our sanding intern uh, actually was doing a live streaming, so I also bombed his live streaming while I did CADing. <laughs> 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 uh and then, of course, um, yeah, the car is nearly complete. I just need some paint and electrical work and of course, for those of you who don't know the context i'm I'm building a Halloween costume out of the car Christine from that old uh, horror movie from I think it was nineteen eighty three And, of course, the story is that that car maims everyone that gets in her way. And, of course, I managed to drill myself in the finger. I was just just holding a backing piece. And then that realization when you know you've done something stupid, but it's too late, but you know that you know better than this, it's just like I was holding that piece and I was just going to drill that final hole and then the drill just went through and I just, you just oh. felt it in your finger and okay, I, I can't <laughs> look at this so it's just, alright, pulled the drill out and then I went, okay, I need to get the first aid kit and then of course oh, the camera is rolling so I need to go back turn the camera off <laughs> while not looking at my finger and then getting the first aid kit and then start assessing the damage but yeah. Give me some
2: good shots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah luckily I, I did re-watch the, the footage afterwards but <laughs> The hand that I drilled into was covered by the car, so you don't see well any blood being drawn. But uh, it
0: could yeah, could have been much gonna... worse. You could have been driving a screw through. <laughs> you. Had to have gone to get the first aid kit with the car attached.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I got I got lucky. I didn't hit any major parts, but it it, it really drilled into the finger, so it could have it could have nicked the senor or something and then really fucking up the finger so i'm i'm really <laughs> lucky was it close to the bone or yeah it's a, it's not much like flesh between the skin and the bone in your thumb so and the drill went in so it's it's like scraped the bone and then the tissue and it, it was really <sighs> nice so i had to cut cut away some parts and then uh, wrap it together and really disinfect it and then of course you want to do a good job disinfecting it. So you really have to get it into the wound to clean it. So that's was the worst part. Just like trying to do something while well, you really don't want to look at what you're doing, but you have to, because you need to do a thorough job. So uh,
0: I just oh, wrap yeah. a piece of kitchen roll around it when I do stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's usually my, uh, well, my go-to method as well, but I do have a fairly extensive first aid kit and then, This was really bad, and that drill. And uh, yeah, I needed to disinfect it just to be sure. Was the drill okay? Yeah, the drill managed fine. So, (laughs) keeping that, maybe put it on the wall. But yeah, I I started contemplating the movie, and then, all right, she's starting to hurt me, and I haven't completed her yet. So, it's like, (laughs) is this the project I want to continue? I think uh, I posted a short and someone said, just burn it, burn it now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a superstitious guy, but uh, yeah, made me think twice.
0: I'm worried by association that uh, harm might come to me and KJ. I think I
2: was,
0: sorry, go KJ.
2: It's made me think that maybe we all should build a small prison for our workshops where we put all the tools that have drawn our blood just to be sure that it doesn't happen again and as a punishment and to show the other ones that they they shouldn't mess with us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd have no tools left to use. (laughs) That was my
1: thoughts. (laughs) But that being said, it's been a long time since I had a a mishap like this one. So uh, I have been more cautious Coming with age, but yeah, still I have glips like this one.
2: I did. So how does the finger feel now? Well, it's uh,
1: when I bend it. Now I have a plaster on that allows me to bend it and it doesn't hurt but it feels a bit... Well, but it's course, not the size uh, of
2: a golf ball at least.
1: No, it's not. And of course the while the wound is healing, it also feels a bit tight, but that's normal. Um, yeah. uh, and then I have this um, every time I, um, I... don't know what it's called when you you crack your bones or something, when I bend it, and it does that now. Um, it's, it has done that before, but not all the time. But since I have the plaster on, it's straight for the majority of the day. So when I first need to bend it, it's like really needs persuasion so it it feels a bit weird but i I think it's it's starting to feel like normal again so i don't think i'll be permanently scarred
0: i did a similar thing a while ago with the nail gun holding again like you just holding the back piece and firing some nails in and shot one straight into my thumb (laughs) yeah just said oh oh dash oh blow wrapped it in some kitchen roll and carried on (laughs) i didn't need to make such a performance as you
1: yeah, that's a, that's the thing. You uh, After you wrap it, it's back down in the workshop to complete what you're doing. It's a mental yeah. thing. You can't just leave it there. I mean, yeah. someone <laughs> needs to do it.
2: <laughs> it was the same when I cut my finger. I went up and got it wrapped and it looked really nice. And then I went down and, and continued working. You can see in the video how the blood is, is building <laughs> up under the plaster and just making the whole thing red. I shouldn't really put any pressure on this. Why am I continuing working? <laughs> But, I mean, you're stupid, I guess. Starting
0: to sound like a Halloween episode, isn't it, this? <laughs> Workshop horrors.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was that all of your week? Or <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's... I mean, it's enough.
1: That's a quick recap, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it was either last night or the night before, and you put a whole lot of stuff out on your story, and it was Christine, Christine, and the progress was really coming on. And then you started wiring the hell quarter. I'm thinking, God damn it. Slow down. Stop making the rest of us look so bad. <laughs> well, I
1: have, I had a time slot for the workshop. And then of course, when you put the CNC to work, I like to be around in case it fucks up, which it did. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> broke a bit again. <laughs> um, all right. I need to get better at the uh, crimping on this, uh, DuPont connectors for the small wires. I really hate this really thin wire. So I thought, okay, I need to get some practice in before I do the real thing. And yeah, just found some offcuts and (laughs) just started making something.
2: Does the CNC realize that it's broken a bit or does it happily continue?
1: Oh, it happily continues. (laughs) And this is the funny part because I think it was last week I broke a two millimeter bit. And then, of course, I broke it in the middle of a, it's basically a scrap piece. And then, of course, there are some metal parts deep within the wood. So, okay, I'm not using that one. So I put it in the pile for throwing out. And yesterday I was making the four wheels for the Christine car. And then I had one wheel left to do. And I started looking through my scrap pile and, ooh, this piece fits beautiful. So I just slapped that on, not realizing that that two-millimeter bit that I broke was actually lodged in the wood on the backside.
2: <laughs>
1: and, of course, I'm sorry. it's lie. like winning the lottery that I actually hit that small two-millimeter <laughs> dot from the other side because now I was using a stronger four-millimeter downcut bit, and I was just happily just going along, and then I heard this... Dink! And then it started moving uh, much more lightly, and then "Hmm, this is a different sound, and then of course, I broke that bit on the other bit that I broke that sludge from the other side, so it's like uh, should I keep this and put it on the wall, because this is the (laughs) mother of all (laughs) (laughs)
2: fuck-ups. The double bit breaker. Yeah. Okay, so you should get a metal detector if you get a CNC to find the broken bits. (laughs) Yes, you should.
1: And then... uh, but it should also notice, it shouldn't be an issue to program and put a sensor in that it realizes then, okay, I went from really having some resistance going through a wood and then just no resistance at all. Then it should like, if not stopping, it could give you a hint like something is going on here. You might want to come and check on me.
2: Yeah. After doing like one lap when, with no resistance, it really should ask a question. Yeah. And then also, that's a
1: feature that I miss. Uh, and that is, in that case, I could have just stopped uh, the CNC and removed the broken bit, put in a new one, and reset the set height, and just asked them to continue from that point. But... It might be a function, but I haven't figured it out in the software yet. So I have to restart the entire program. So if if it's spent an hour up to that point, I have to retrace that hour of work without cutting any wood.
0: I have the same problem with the laser. That does exactly the same thing. Yeah, It's a nightmare. (laughs) And another interesting problem or not interesting problem this week with the laser as well. The, you know, there's, Thin metal business cards that I engrave. Yeah. 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 So we had really nice hot weather and through summertime when I first got them and they engraved no problem. And now the weather's gone cold here. So the, co- the cards in the workshop are freezing cold. You put them underneath the laser and as soon as they warm up, they distort. Because of the, because of the massive <laughs> and of temperature. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> they distort, then the laser catches it and then you end up with all sorts of weird... Patterns, engraving all over the
1: place. Then you should get a, I guessing those are expensive, like a big square magnet or something to put them on to help them (laughs) not distort and also dissipate some of that heat.
0: (laughs) Well, the the fact of the matter is that I think they're aluminium, so they wouldn't work on the magnet.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: If I just had the common sense (laughs) to put a bit of blue tape on the corners, I think that would probably work the same. And not, for the not have a freezing
2: cold workshop.
0: Yeah, that's true. Warm it up before I start. <laughs> like I've said before, though, when, when I'm engraving, you have to have the door open so it doesn't kill you.
2: Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay, ventilation is what you
0: need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> heat <laughs> and ventilation. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> then again, you could also just put uh, aluminium cards in some lukewarm water for a few minutes and then you will bring that temperature difference down enough for it not to warp i guess
0: god damn you lot on your logic <laughs>
1: well i've i've warped a couple of things before so <laughs>
0: Just align the tracks up at the end, warm the cards up beforehand.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's so much easier when you when you watch problems from the outside. Yeah, yeah. It... when you're in the middle and of it. And in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, hindsight is 2020. I think last week I was the
0: wise one. What's happened? Yeah, I mean we take turns at that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. It's quite nice not to have the responsibility all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> so how's your the rest of your week been, Glenn?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I got a video out.
2: Yes, you did.
0: Yeah, so I uh, really went for it and um, got the project done, which is uh, some nice new wall storage in my workshop, which
2: I actually love. Yeah, it looks really great. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, it did turn out really nicely. the um, The problem I had, I had to stop myself on Sunday, actually making things to fit on the French cleat wall. So, yeah, you know, I made <laughs> <laughs> I made things to hold my glasses. Yeah. I've got trays up there. I've got, you know, something to hold the mallets and the chisels. And it was so much fun making these things. I actually had to force myself to stop and actually edit the video.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was actually uh, almost stumbling into another project just, looking at your wall because i saw an open space there and i got an idea for what i could fill it with and then (laughs) i realized no no you have enough projects halloween is two weeks away and you're going away next weekend so no
0: (laughs) you said it had given you an idea for a project
1: yeah oh it was just uh Some fun gimmicky thing to put up on your wall instead of a sticker. (laughs) Okay. Might have been a metal playing instrument of some sort. (laughs) If you want to call it an instrument. (laughs)
0: We'll not not go there. (laughs) That would have been fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but it it looked really great. Um, No offense, but I mean, your walls did need an improvement. Uh, Yes. And that was really great one
0: yeah and i'm really happy with it um i think um you know there's going to be some additions to it in the future as well
1: yeah i like the contrast it really worked with uh, the wood and the room i mean it's not it's not too cold but it's uh, still yeah yeah, it's a really comfy space
0: yeah really pleased with how the video came out as well i enjoyed editing it and enjoyed making it so
1: I've realized that, that if you enjoy editing the video, then the end results is better. I have a couple of videos where I re- I remember that <laughs> I didn't really enjoy the editing. It was at some point just getting on with it and looking at those videos in hindsight, it kind of shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so yeah, it was a nice uh, video.
0: Actually, I did a, one of my first videos was uh, making a gun stock out of plywood. And I managed to fuck the project up. And then I was editing it and got completely bored of editing it and just kind of ended the video. And it's it's probably one of my best, probably one of the best performing videos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of Monty Python style. Yeah. No, this is silly. Move on. Next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should do that more. <laughs>
1: Well, as a as a follow up on that, uh, I have spent also some spare time the few last evenings just moving data onto the new hard drive, and then I stumbled over some old video clips that I have filmed on old cameras and old phones way before I even thought about posting anything on on YouTube, and there was a couple of good memories there, and I thought, ooh. I could make something out of this, but the quality is so bad. It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not salvageable. So it is uh, it is what it is. It feels like one of these, uh, what's it called? Uh, that American TV show where people send in the funniest home videos or something. Oh, in yeah. real crappy quality. It's like, yeah. the content's <laughs> funny, but... Oh, it's, it hurts just watching it.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can spin that and have the mystery science theater 2000, or what it was called. Just have a, a game show with you as the host and showing your old clips in a crappy VHS format. I like that because I did, really I did, I did, I did think I've done that
1: a couple of previous times when I needed to reuse old and crappy footage, I converted it to black and white, removed and the more grain and static. Yeah. And I removed the audio and I did like this silent movie things with this, uh, silly music in the background and then the yeah. video. And instead of voiceover, you just have these flashing screens with this old timey text. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that is feeling kind of old. So then maybe I should do a game show, uh, I need to set up a green screen and get a, a silk tuxedo or something, and then yeah. <laughs> a fake tan, and we're on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. please. Welcome to Behind the Mistakes.
0: <laughs> you mean just get the silk tuxedo out of your wardrobe, right? <laughs> 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 I'll bet KJ's got one if you haven't. <laughs>
1: Sorry, got some images.
0: <laughs> I can't get that image out of my head. No, I'm, uh,
1: I'm scarred for life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
0: We can't revisit it every week, can we?
2: No, no. Well,
0: I think uh,
1: so- sometime after Christmas we'll let it go. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Which? <Wait>, what year? <laughs> Today, uh, I received in the mail uh, stickers
0: oh, they're for, nice. for the podcast.
2: Um, Those were glossy.
0: They are.
2: Yeah, it's not as bad as looking in the camera. Um, so now, uh, this weekend, when this episode comes out, uh, if anyone listens to it and is in Norway, uh, and come and say hi uh, to either me or odd then... Uh, not the, me. The, they can get one, but if you're <laughs> you, if you're stuck on the <laughs> on the British Isles, <laughs> you have to go and find Glen, <laughs> <laughs> and that might be harder.
0: <laughs> Actually, I sent our intern a, a little message this week. I'm sending him a sticker just because you know you guys are going to be giving stickers out, so I thought I want to send one and in some sort of payment to him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good.
0: So you're looking forward to the weekend?
2: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Yeah?
1: Yeah, it's going to be nice. Um, Haven't sorted out all of the babysitting yet, so I might bring a posse of two. Very (laughs) eager and enthusiastic uh, shop assistants. (laughs) That would be nice.
0: Well, love the stickers.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a... stickers are the rage in our house it's like uh they're sticking them everywhere and i just thought that all right in their own rooms they can do whatever they want to draw on the walls and everything i don't well we don't encourage it but i don't get mad about it it's like it's their room it's going to look trash for years and then we do a remodel when they're grown up yeah uh and then of course they found my sticker stash, and then I came uh, home one day and looked at it, and he like <laughs> plastered all over the place and, like
0: crap. <laughs> so, you got to order some more stickers now, then?
1: Yeah, um, I was looking into getting one with also the QR code, but I haven't found a way of. I want the logo and the q r. code to be on one sticker, but I want there to be a cut line around both of them, so if you don't want to keep the q r. code, you can just peel off the other one and use that one. but I haven't found a, a sticker supplier that provide that
2: yeah. I saw that one, one thing but you can have a have a print on the on the back side of the sticker or or on the this the side that it's It's sticking on, so to say. So when you remove the sticker, you can actually have a picture underneath it. Ooh. That that Could be a place to to put a QR code. code. Uh, uh, Unless you do it like I do, where I don't actually put my stickers on something. I stick uh, um, sticky sticky magnet tape on the backside instead. On the sticker, so all my maker stickers uh, are are still stickerable. Is that the word? I mean, <laughs> you can still peel them off and put them on something if you would like. Um, In case well,
0: go off, people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to be modular. If I stop <laughs> hating someone, like... unsubscribe, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> remove
0: sticker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you had me at magnet tape. Of course that exists, but I have not known that until right now. And that's amazing. I could use that for a
2: lot of things. Uh, I actually buy them in these sheets. Like, yeah, like a postcard size.
1: Yeah, you can use, uh, I have a box of old floppy drives. So I'm going to make some uh, separation uh, sheet uh, wall hangers. So uh, that would be nice.
2: It's really great for if you want to do custom fridge magnets or something like that. Just take a, a normal photograph and just slam it on. Great <laughs> gifts for grandparents and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you have a vinyl cutter or do you do all your cutting manually? I do all my cutting manually, sadly. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. my compressor. <laughs> 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 but-
1: He didn't lie when he said he had a noisy
0: (laughs) (laughs) compressor. I think mine's noisy. Hang on, let me just go and turn it on. (laughs) Um, So it's been looking a bit exciting at your house today, Havard. Yeah. What's going on?
1: (laughs) Well, everything. When it rains, it pours. Um, Yesterday, uh, I got a phone call from the contractor that we were hired to do some digging uh, in our yard. And he said, well, uh, the other job got postponed, so I'm ready tomorrow. (laughs) So today he showed up with a big lorry and an excavator and started digging. So I also stayed at home being like a supervisor. (laughs) So, yeah. So what's
0: what's all that in aid of? Are they just leveling out some ground?
1: uh, No, we actually... Uh, The local municipality have changed out all the piping uh, in our neighborhood. And then, of course, we got the notice for, yeah, within the next year, we need to change from the old system to the new system. And then, of course, on your own property, you are responsible to do that switch. So we have spent, yeah, half a year talking to different contractors and so on. The price varies a lot. Um, But we found one that's uh, doing a decent job. So he's just going to, first of all, start by digging a trench for putting the new pipes in. And then we thought, well, we were thinking about in the future, putting up an external garage. And then we asked him how much extra to remove some moss and then prepare the ground for uh, like a socket for a garage or something. And uh, yeah. Gave a decent price, so we thought, well, let's go ahead.
0: Excellent, new workshop begins.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm calling it a, a garage uh, for my wife, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> did,
0: you, did your wife listen to the podcast?
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, and she also <laughs> she also sees my uh, stories on Instagram, so uh, <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's exciting when do you think uh, the new garage will be going up
1: oh that's uh that's a whole different ball game I'm not sure um we might start something next year but we also need to change the roof on the the house which is also a cost so it might be a couple of years in the making realistically
0: right. fair enough. I have to apologise if you're picking up any background noise. We've got Storm Babette going over us at the moment and it's beating Ah. down on the flat roof above me. It's that (laughs) one,
2: yes. I thought
0: Does Glenn have a dog or something sneaking around in the background? (laughs) No, Dave's locked up nicely in the house. I'm in the workshop and it's it's absolutely pissing it down outside.
2: (laughs) Nice, nice.
1: (laughs) So how about you guys? Any excitement except hiding from the weather?
2: No, that's basically it. Oh know today was, there wasn't any weather to hide from. It was actually quite pleasant day, I would say. Uh, I, I actually got to be outside a bit uh, when, I'm not, when I wasn't trapped on a train, that is. <laughs> <laughs> the one-hour commute to work took three hours and re- didn't really get me to the office. So, yeah. That was fun. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't you miss a public commute and uh, going to an office? I mean, you you drive around to all your gardens instead.
0: (laughs) When you posted that story, actually, on uh, Instagram, I was 10 minutes away (laughs) in a a lovely garden. And all we had at that time was wind, not rain. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. It's
2: fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, every time I have an office or commute problem, now I, I think about you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think about all the horrible names you call me.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but I also think think about you when it's uh, pissing down rain and, uh, yeah. and the wind is uh, storming. So it's it, it balances out.
0: Well, the, the truth of it is, KJ, when it's pissing it down with rain and storming, I'm actually normally at home in my workshop.
2: <laughs>
1: he's still going to be thinking about you but in completely different thoughts
2: yeah. Yeah. I, I think back to uh, when I worked as a gardener uh, on a cemetery so yeah. back to the, to the, <laughs> <of> the subject <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean we can just as well lean into it at this point I mean yeah. the, the topic is given itself
2: yeah. Yeah, but, but that I, I remember it uh, when the The weather was really bad. It was just you—you felt the workload stacking up because the lawns had to be nice for Sunday service. Then you know, okay, if I can't mow it on Wednesday, I have to mow it on Thursday. Can I? I can't do it on Thursday. I have to do it on Friday. Can do it on Friday and Saturday perhaps. And how far can you push it and and that sort of thing? So, and you had a literal deadline.
1: I mean, (laughs) I mean, people were dying for your work to be completed.
2: Yeah, in some cases that was actually true. Only, I only dug a handful of graves, but yeah, that was uh, definitely a deadline. Well, that actually is
1: no, that's too weird. But to, to be on a bucket list, that is. But to actually have dug a physical grave for someone that that's something to have on your resume, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've um, dug a few graves for customers' dogs before. But the strangest one is there's a customer I used to work for, not anymore. They had a couple of Labradors, one passed away. And she said, would you, you know, dig a, dig a hole for the dog? I said, yeah, no problem. And she said, we, we literally buried the dog. And then the next week I was there, she said, the other one's looking a bit poorly. <laughs> 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 do, do you just want to dig one ready?'" You know, just in case it happens when you're not here. <laughs> and so, so I dug the grave. Uh, and that poor dog walked past that grave for three months before
2: it passed away.
1: I thought you were going to say, and you lived for like five years.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, you have a shovel. Can't you do something about it? Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's just sad, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember which comic who said it, but it's like he was digging a hole and he realized this is bloody hard work. I mean, how did they even do it without an excavator? And then he started realizing why they find all these dead people in shallow graves all over <laughs> the world. Because, I mean, you're digging the most important hole in your life and you just you, you come like 30 centimeters down and... Oh this is enough. And then <laughs> just sprinkle some soil over your victim and then uh, pray to God that not a dog owner on a stroll is going to find
0: them. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I really don't know where to go from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a, uh, a subject That's- written down on
1: that's what you get for not scripting anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's probably a little bit too much of a tangent. But um, so over the, since I met KJ, I've been saying he's been doing videos. And, you, you know, when you've done a few videos, you see little excerpts which would make a good short or a reel. And so I've been pestering KJ to, why don't you do this bit as a short? Do that one. Go on, do this one. Like yeah, costume change would have made it just a great short all on its own. So KJ, what is your
2: problem with shorts? Yeah, yeah, that's a They're that easy edit. to make, they're easy to edit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I this I don't really know why, but I have it, it's, it's. I think it's. It's the feeling that they clog up the the feed. And I, I every time I see, oh, this person has made a new video. Oh, it's just a short. And then I get disappointed. <laughs> and there's something about vertical video that I I really I really can't get around it. Yes. It's. It's. <laughs> I think it's the, the world is in is in landscape, not a portrait, because our eyes are are not above each other so it feels wrong i feel and yeah and i don't know i just had some kind of allergic reaction to it early on and then i just don't want to do it and and it's been a pet peeve of mine instead
0: yeah
2: and I, i i quite prefer the instagram way where you have the the twenty-four-hour cycle, and just you can throw stuff up, and it doesn't really matter. But yeah, if I would do something for YouTube, then I feel like I would have to put more effort into it and make it something special that would actually be a a short, a, <laughs> be a thing. And if I want to do a short video, then I, I could make it just a short actual video instead.
0: <laughs> but you do you have done reels before? Yeah but it's just, it's just a short with a different name surely Yeah but
2: <laughs> but they also that is I think it's it's a, it comes down to the bottom line that all my content that I do mm-hmm. I more or less do for myself or mm-hmm. or someone else who is like me I I am the main uh, audience and then yeah. if someone else likes, but I like, fine, nice. Uh, and I don't watch any shorts. No. Uh, apart from YouTube and uh, uh, what she called uh, someone to do uh, a fantasy uh, writer thing, that's the only only four sources of, of shorts that I actually watch. I just skip past them. I <laughs> I don't go near them. So okay. So, so then I, I feel like it's not my territory because I don't watch them, so I don't n- really know them, and I, I stay away from TikTok and yeah and all of that as well.
0: You've so, missed so many funny animal videos, though, haven't you?
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're probably not aware that the internet is actually built around cats. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm allergic, so. <laughs> ah, that's the,
1: it, yeah. <laughs> but I agree, although I do post shorts, but that's also because when I do the reels for Instagram, it's like, it's there. So it says, all right, I'll post it to TikTok, I'll post it to Schmick schmuck. Boy, uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever's out there that you're making, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Gonna wake up tomorrow, and that's a new thing. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, but what really annoys me is, and I agree with the fact that um, shorts clutter up my YouTube page because I scroll past them as well. And then, um, if I could filter them out, that would be nice because. On YouTube, I'm only there for the long-form content. And then on Instagram, there's a different thing. Uh, I also miss that you on Reels could put in links to other platforms, other videos, because a lot of the makers do this. They post long-form videos on YouTube. And then they use Instagram and other platforms for just snapshots from the workshop during the build just to give people teasers and some insight into the process. And then, of course, now that uh, all the platforms are built up like that, they also favor you if you post regularly and often. So then many people are forced into posting reels and shorts just to keep the system happy while you're actually making the product that you want to make. And I think that's more problematic because if the platforms could realize that, okay, I'm this kind of platform, but but I could also allow for people to link it to another platform and then you could make a, I don't even know what's the word for it, like a symbiotic partnership across the platforms that would be beneficial for everyone. But now everyone's just striving to keep the people on their own platform. And that's, of course, because they're selling the data and the ads and so on. They don't want people to leave. Yeah. But, I mean, in the YouTube sense, you're not leaving because you are watching Instagram and YouTube in parallel. It's not like you're ditching that for something else. It's it's not like old-time television shows, that if you go to Channel 4, then you're leaving BBC One behind or whatever. Yeah. So... um, yeah. Yeah, because
2: I, I really use the doubtless differently. I, 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 I can't I, I don't sit, sit around watch to watch long form on, on Instagram or I don't read long posts. I I skip skip from ha- here to there. I mean it's like if I have two minutes I'll check Instagram if I have ten minutes I go to YouTube because youtube that's long format. Instagram is short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the thing that I previously used
1: Instagram for, that was when you have the, the open, unbiased feed. Because it was just an endless array of things that people around the world posted at any given time. So you can stumble onto something that, what the fuck was that? And then, <laughs> ooh, that was kind of cool. And then you discovered something new. When I go to Instagram now, it's two-thirds advertisements, which the systems then try to make fit into who they think I am. And then the rest of the posts are then buried, and they are also, even the people that I'm following, the system is screening what they are posting to what they think I would like to see. And I do like watching other woodworkers do woodworking stuff. But sometimes I like to get new inputs to spark the creativity. And I don't feel I get that on Instagram anymore. So it is mainly something that I just fill dead time with between everything else. And I'm trying to become better to then just putting my phone down and actually smelling the flowers instead because that gives me greater pleasure than uh, doom-scrolling on the phone. <laughs> but it is highly addictive, I'll admit to that. It's hard it putting is. your phone down.
2: It's true that it's not really that inspirational in that sense. Instagram is more like keeping tabs on what your friends are doing.
0: Yeah,
2: And I, I mostly... The first thing I do is is uh, switch to following, so I just see the people I'm following, and that makes it even worse in that sense. You <laughs> Don't get any that much new things then.
0: Yeah, I think Instagram's you know just a really nice way to keep in contact with your not so real world friends. <laughs> <I think it's... laughs> all the imaginary friends. Yeah, all your imaginary friends. I think it, you know it's nice. It's well, it's. It's a way of keeping up with your friends who have the, the very same interests that you have, isn't it? Yeah. Because your, your friends in real life don't generally share, or mine don't, don't share my interests, all my interests, that's for sure. So I think it's a nice way. It's a good way to message other people as well. So I, I quite like Instagram for that. Going back to the um, the shorts and the reels, I mean, I think me and Havard generally make shorts and reels. From our long term our long form videos the little excerpts from that so for instance the the video I put out at the weekend, the pegboard part of it the jig that I made for that became my short and my reel so that's the that's the way i I generally see that and then sometimes you know when it's you know I'm making I made a wooden spoon I wanted to share it I enjoyed editing and it wasn't worthy of more than a 30 second video so <laughs> Yeah, I quite like them for that. I do, but I do like watching them as well. I'm not; my um, attention spans have gone, you know, very much down over the years. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be an avid reader. I can't even look at a book now. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's uh, books are different. I I do enjoy to read, but it is I need to find the time. I mean, for me to read, I need a set amount of time just to sit down and get into it i need to have a comfortable chair and it needs to be the right surroundings because i'm not the one who can sit down and read a book in a public train because it's too much distractions and i really want to enjoy what i'm reading so then of course after getting kids the (laughs) although you are home it's it's never quiet and then of course in the evening, if I try to sit down and read a book, I'm asleep after two sentences. Yeah. So it's yeah. so I think there's a period in my life now that I still keep buying books with the intention of reading them, but I'm really lagging behind on
2: yeah. actually yeah, completing
1: too. them.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I am I'm a hundred percent trained reader because I can't stand people, so I just in my headphones and listen to some music that preferably don't have any lyrics or something that I, I easily can tune out so with background noise and then I disappear in a book and then it's like time travel. I get to the destination really fast <laughs> uh, and then I read uh, I read myself to sleep as you said and sometimes it's two sentences and sometimes when I've accidentally had a nap in the evening, <laughs> and I can read for hours instead, and don't get any sleep at all that night. But my wife is is really different in that sense. When she's reading a good book, when I am, I'm, I'm just gonna uh, go go fetch uh, the tea that's ready in the kitchen, and I come back to the living room, and she's had like thirty seconds, and she's open her book and reading like three paragraphs or something like yeah. that. But for me, that's that's not enough. I, I can't really remember where I was and get into the getting into the groove and then I want to stay in that groove. It's not not enough to read for half a minute. But for her that's that's fine in some weird way.
0: I used to be okay with that. I wouldn't start a book unless I'd got two to three days to commit to it. You know, around my normal working life, that is. And then every spare moment I got I would open it, even if it was just for thirty seconds, you know, a quick tea break whatever, that's when I would that's when I'd get my reading in. But I couldn't I couldn't do it with music in my ears or distractions going on around me at all. I need complete silence.
2: <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that sounds really nice with complete silence, but then <laughs> then you can hear your own thoughts. <laughs> Not your if thoughts you read it. Silence.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the one thing
1: that fascinates me the most. Uh, my wife, wife works in publishing, so she reads a lot of books on her own initiative but she reads a lot of them in parallel at any given time and then of course it's the screening of manuscripts uh, through her work and so on and then of course it's the various stages of actually making a book so you have quality control and whatnot so she reads a lot and then of course in different stages and in parallel I couldn't read two books in parallel because I would fuck up the timelines in both of those. So I need to have one book and follow that storyline. But that might also be how my brain works. I use a lot of time on a book because I'm not just reading the text. For an example, if I'm reading Lord of the Rings and there's a segment there of them like walking through a wood, nothing much happening at that given time. I can actually stop reading, and then just visualize, maybe a ten, fifteen second, like, video in my head of them walking around in the forest, and then I start picking up, reading, and then just moving the storyline, and then if. And that's maybe special for books that are written very well in describing the nature and so on, because I get really into it. And then I start making all these sequences to actually supplement the book and then trying to read two different books with that kind of brain. It would really screw (laughs) up the or maybe that would be cool if you have the two right books, you would actually end up in your head with a hybrid. Nice it. uh, so it's uh, could I combine like Mark Twain with uh, like
0: uh, The Matrix 1982, the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: or, is, or is it?
0: <laughs> oh, The Matrix and Guardians of the Galaxy, what a great book! <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: I think I Perhaps. I never tried it, but I think I could manage if there were two very different books, like one fantasy, one sci-fi, that which is what I intend to, to read. When the thing I mostly read, because I have that with, with TV series, that I try to, to keep it that we're watching one sci-fi, one fantasy, and one normal, so to say, at the same time, <laughs> and, and switching up one every third evening or something like that the episodes because i I don't want multiple fantasy series at the same time because Mm -hmm. then it's a little bit too too much sword and sorcery and you have to remember what's the difference but if one is one is swords and dragons and the other ones is blasters and spaceships then it's Mm -hmm. then i can keep it apart Yeah. I
0: can't commit to a series nowadays either. I won't. I won't commit to something that draws me at the same time every week, apart from this podcast.
2: <laughs> are, we, are we your only commitment? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just don't say that to your wife.
2: <laughs> it's too
0: late unless you edit this out. she's already
2: heard. <laughs> well, if you yeah. want to have an open relationship, I'm I'll, uh,
1: I'll edit it out. Okay, but I'll send that specific clip to her <laughs> just as a teaser. instead <laughs> What you got to say about this? <laughs> I can make her do a comment on, uh, <laughs> like, a voiceover for the podcast. <laughs>
2: Yes, splice that in here. <laughs> Comment from the wife. That should be a new segment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't let's not let's not give the wives a voice on here. <laughs> They're already pulling the strings behind the background in uh, the
2: background. <laughs> I am hoping for a spin off series with just our wives. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be great.
1: That's the worst part, isn't it? To make your wives as a podcast, they would annihilate us. I mean, that yeah, that, that, yeah. that would be so popular, I think. <laughs> Them just talking about what we do in, or what they think we do in the garage on workshop. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. I mean...
0: <laughs> Mine's been uh, researching uh, YouTube algorithms and things like that <laughs> just <laughs> lately. <laughs> Today she's saying... Um, you know, you need to do a, another another workshop video to follow that one up to play the algorithm. And I said, do you not want me to build a toilet? She said, oh, no, I want you to make the toilet as well downstairs, but you've still got to do a video for the workshop as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's nice to have a team where you actually have one that's uh, doing all the algorithm research for you, but... Uh... <laughs> I'm still back on I need to do the things that pop into my head if I'm gonna try and yeah. chase that algorithm I'm gonna make a channel that's basically like a million other channels and yeah. yeah I don't I don't want to watch that and I don't expect or the people who want to watch that I don't want to interact yeah. with because <laughs> I I really like the the people who are actually in and commenting so I think that's maybe half the fun of actually posting a video because I now kind of know which one's going to be commenting first. And it's like, I'm sitting there waiting, just ooh. <laughs> and playing back and forth. So yeah, maybe we yeah. should look into that community tab.
0: How did you feel about that before you got your 25 meter swimming badge, before you got monetized? Well, it.
1: Well, before that, it it happened so fast because of the Hellcorder video. So yeah. before that, it was basically just friends and family. Yeah. So um, we interact on other platforms. So they they don't comment on the videos. They just tell me straight to my face. Oh, I love what you did there. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Is
2: that really what they tell you?
1: <laughs> uh, to my face, yeah. yeah. What, the-
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, what numbers did you? Number of subscribers did you go from when that hell, co- hell quarter jump occurred? Oh, I think, uh,
1: I don't think I was past 200, it was insane. I think it jumped 12, 1300 subscribers over two days. Cool, and it How didn't did happen. Ca- and didn't happen right away either. I just put the video out and it was a week and I was working with something else and then I just woke up one day and I saw that notification icon from YouTube and then like there's been some action on this video and I just opened it and holy shit it's passed like 80-90 <laughs> thousand views in the last 48 hours or something. And But it was a nice ride to see that peak because you also had a lot of people commenting on that video specific and i had the time to comment and follow up and all the hilarious comments i, I actually saved some of them for later references because <laughs> there are a lot of creative people out there in the comments <laughs> <laughs> but that being said i think i said it earlier i only deleted one comment which i found inappropriate everything else has been just uh, well, what Grass and coming? Sunshine.
0: I mean, we, we don't want to know the nice ones. We only want to know the inappropriate one. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I don't even remember. And it wasn't like bad or anything. It was just like like bad taste on right. something that I, nobody should have to read this. I just deleted it. It wasn't like... A, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the good thing about being smaller channels as we are. That's it's only the only nice people who actually care to care to watch and comment. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But yeah, that's a, a nasty that's a, comment. That's the fun part because I don't get it. If you,
1: if you're leaving a nasty comment because you don't like it, then all right, you can press the thumbs down and then the algorithm will not show that to you anymore. And that's it. Why spend the time? Writing a negative comment to someone, I mean, how lousy is your day, and what they don't realize is that that interaction actually helps boost the video, so they're yeah. actually helping me, <laughs> and I know a couple of youtubers that really lean into answering up the mean comments just to like get the like the steam going because well, it will drive the video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did you? Um, how did you feel when your video was blowing up? When the Hellcord video was blowing up, I was when my strumstick video. It was quiet for a week, and then over the next week, it did. I think twenty thousand views, and then it's just been climbing steadily ever since. But you know, slowly. But I, no. I felt really panicked when it was blowing up, and I don't know why. I couldn't explain it. Well, it was,
1: it was brilliant. It was a real fun week. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, I'm guessing it's a bit like drugs. You're on a high, and then it starts leveling out. And then <laughs> yeah. you answered all the comments, and then you log on to the next day, and, oh, no more comments. <laughs> and you're realizing it's its not the the lack of people who might want to watch it, but it's just that the algorithm, for some reason, just fades it out because there's an endless stream of other things it needs to, to promote. So, of course you're left with that thought is if they just let it go for a couple of more days, how would you have reached a larger audience? Because it is really fun to, to get those few people that you interact with. And some of them are also other YouTubers. So you actually make a relation there and meet new people, which is nice. But then I also have, it doesn't have the same numbers, but the most consistent video was the one I did where I uh, I stated that the Ray-Ban the sunglass cases are rubbish, and I made my own in leather. And that's the one that's just racking up numbers, not huge numbers, but consistently. So over time, that just keeps growing for some odd reason. I haven't done much leather work, and I don't post or talk anything, and I don't seek out leather working videos, but that one just keeps rolling. And I don't know what it is, if it has Ray-Ban in the title, or if it's the word rubbish, or I don't know. <laughs> I haven't dug into it.
0: It's probably worth figuring out.
1: <laughs> yeah, so my next video is going to be a rubbish Ray-Ban uh, <laughs> yeah. ba- banjo builder. <laughs> I, I just...
0: <laughs> KJ, were you ever attempt to do another your pocket hole jig was your biggest Biggest video, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. It's... You ever
0: attempted to do another jig or anything like that to try and replicate it?
2: I, I mean, I, I don't really. I, I, have, I, it was weird when it when it took off. I mean, that's the 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 only one of my videos that's in uh, five figures. It's thirty three thousand at the moment, slowly, slowly climbing. And I, when it took off, I, I. I actually got kind of scared because I didn't <laughs> understand why. Why on earth would anyone want to watch this crappy thing? And then I, yeah, I'm the found pocket all guy now. Yeah, <laughs> I do not want to be the pocket hole guy, I and mean, that's not the video I, I like. Either. That was one of those, was is throwaway for a challenge video. I just took it as an except from uh, from another video. You
0: did actually I, shoot it very nicely, though that video.
2: And it was something I didn't really care about. So yeah, but you, yeah. you shot
0: it from, you just got different angles and you got, it was a nice little video, so. Yeah,
2: but I, I, I found that it's on some kind of a, a woodworker uh, jig playlist amongst like 20 other pocket hole jig videos. Right. For some reason, <laughs> middle-aged men in America watched that playlist <laughs> over and over again. It's, I don't know it's some bot farm or something doing that. <laughs> because and it feels so weird when you look at the analytics, but oh it's uh it has thirty-three thousand seven hundred and seventy-three views. That's thirty-three thousand six hundred more than usual. But yeah. Thanks. I, I know I know that I'm on the hundred bracket. So that's a normal thing. I know this one is that's sort mutant. Thank you, YouTube analytics. <laughs> So, Hervard, if the Hellcorder,
0: the new Hellcorder video takes off the same way as the last one did, are you just are you going to just be doing Hellcorders for the rest of your days?
1: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, it's, with bits I mixed in, in between. That's that's the thing. It, I'm not anticipating that video to go as viral as the first one because that was probably just a stroke of uh, dumb luck. And so the, the next video, is it's going to be a better video. Uh, the second Hell Quarter iteration is going to be better, but it will probably do a lot worse when it comes to the numbers. But what really is fun now is the few people that actually are really invested in it
0: yeah,
1: and following along. And I'm doing it for me as well, but then you have a, a squad of few people that really not only cheer you on, but also pitch in ideas, really good ideas, and actually also offer to help. Uh, since I don't like programming and that stuff, uh, there are some electrical engineers out there. So, oh, I'll gladly do it just give me a task description. And okay, cool. So that that's the kind of people that you really enjoy meeting through projects like those. And then... Of course, I can see myself just adding things to the hell quarter for eternity. I mean, it's it's limitless in that way. So it, at some point I will finish it and then I will probably get an idea. Ooh, wouldn't that be a cool addition? And then I can use that as a, an excuse to either get a new tool or try out a new skill or something suddenly I probably would like to have something water cooled and I need to have a lot of uh, like copper piping uh, stuff and see-through glass and maybe it would be a combined aquarium I don't know it's I mean the possibilities are endless but it looks maybe. nice it, it, yeah. it will make for decent stickers and a t-shirt on maker fairs and so on <laughs> so I'm gonna milk it yeah
0: definitely
2: <laughs> I mean recorders come in. A lot of different sizes, so it yeah, could is... be an entire farm of... <sighs>
1: that's that's still haunting me. Um, <laughs> my, my father was a sailor in his uh, younger years, and he bought a lot of things around the world which he brought home, and one of those were this huge-ass bass uh, recorder flute. And that just hung on the wall as a curiosity. Uh, at our home my entire childhood and then of course when he passed away and we were just going through everything what do we keep, what do we just give away I gave that away Uh, with my sister's consent we just uh, put it at a thrift shop or something just gave it away and now of course I'm thinking I could have a single bass recorder with a like some pneumatics or something, operating all the valves and putting an Arduino on it. I see people have done similar things. And if I go online to see what I will actually have to pay to get even a (laughs) crappy one, they are expensive. And I'm just, fuck, I gave one away. (laughs) I that's So that's uh, that's an annoying part, but yeah.
2: That feeds the hoarder in you to never let anything go. Yeah. (laughs) That being said, I think
1: those hoarder shows are brilliant because if I haven't seen those, I would probably incline to keep a lot more. But that scary yeah. <laughs> picture yeah. of yourself sitting in a pile of crap is like, mm, no, really, yeah. don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah.
2: I worked in the elderly elderly care, where you went home to old people and, and did their cleaning and that sort of thing, and we had some. We had some some problems in that area and that I think got me on the on the on the right side of the hoarder line, so to say. I can, <laughs> yeah. I, can keep, I can be a functioning hoarder.
0: It's really hard though, isn't it, from the maker perspective, when you see something you think, oh that that might come in useful one day and yeah. Yeah, but I've not got space to store it. But I want it. <laughs> but I've not got space to store it. What do I do?
2: <laughs> That's yeah, I, I, I got it. It.
0: Going.
1: I, I got inspired by, well, as uh, many makers, I guess, Mythbusters was a, a pivoting show in my, well, childhood or adolescence or what you call it. But like the see-through boxes on the wall, the <laughs> Jamie Heinemann system of storage. I instantly fell in love with that and I've copied it. So I have that in my workshop and it's labeled various knickknacks and so on. And I could see myself if I just had enough space, I would just keep adding to that endlessly. If you have the the closing scene of one of the Indiana Jones movies where they put the arc into that big warehouse. I could yeah. easily have one of those, but in see-through boxes. And of course you would need a system of filing everything, but I, I, I wouldn't do that. I would just instantly know, Oh, I put some felt clippings here in a medium sized box. So uh, just let me use three days digging it out because I'm going to, I'm going to line the inside of a drawer or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have that uh, a, a version of that system, a small version of that. Um, so yeah, I'm totally on board with see-through boxes are because then it's not lost in a uh, in an invisible drawer. Then you actually can see it. <laughs> I suppose
0: the dream system for you two then would be like an Amazon-based warehouse, wouldn't it? Or computerized, where a robot just you type it into the computer what you want, and the robot just goes and fetches it.
1: Yeah, but that's the problem. You you need to put a lot of work into filing it the right yeah. way. So that's something. But then again, these you days. An you, that's correct. And I also thinking with AI now, you could just probably just place the box on a conveyor belt and it, it would scan it and catalog everything for you. So you just put it there and zoop, it goes away and then. You can just go into a system, I need uh, three square feet of uh, something rather, and then it just there it is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think th- those robots in the Amazon w- warehouses, they t- take up too much space. I wouldn't like that. You, you have to give them so much room to, to walk <laughs> around and actually find things, if it's not the... Those really scary cube versions, the 3D storage, where you have things going in in three directions. That just takes up a lot of space, and a human can't really go in there because it's all all made for robots. But a big warehouse would be nice. Um, But going back to how to keep your hoarding in check, for me, it's, it's how easy can I replace this? Is the is the number one thing because yeah this is uh, a really it's a it's a good it's a good plank yeah but it's just it's just pine nothing. it's nothing <laughs> nothing special I can buy this for this amount okay so that's what it's worth uh, but if I oh this is a really nice uh, when you go the the Lara Camp way of finding a, a nice industrial lamp. Okay this is really hard to find if I would search to find it on eBay I would like have to pay 500 quid for it okay this is worth saving because it's hard to come by so I have a lot of no not a lot of but I have some shelf space that it's filled with stuff that I easily could get rid of if I find something cooler yeah so, it's a constant <laughs> moving stuff closer to the door and maybe outdoor. I, I feel I'm at a sweet spot in
1: some weird maker of Venn diagram because um, in this region around Oslo, of course, it's the place where you have the most people. And uh, then we have uh, various uh, online marketplaces where they give things away so for a maker that is really good if I need something uh, parts or anything then I just search there and most likely you will find something that you can use to keep your cost down I mean I'm fairly certain you can get like a a free organ or something if that was something you were into (laughs) like
0: Uh, a liver or a kidney (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then, of course, you have the uh, have one of those big warehouses close by that still sells you nuts and bolts by weight. So you can actually get three of those and five of that one because I need that specifically. But it is rather expensive living here. So if I moved back to the smaller community where I come from, I could probably get... A medium-sized farm for the price uh, of a house here but then you would be so far away from everything that i had probably had to buy everything and get it shipped online and you are robbed of that possibility of just go browsing in the shelves and then of course having less people around you not very much is given away and people in the 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 boon is, so to speak we 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 are more utilitarian, so we don't give things away if you have place to keep it, then oh, I'll probably use that for something later so there there's a sweet spot there, and uh, with regards to people giving away stuff that's our cool basis for various projects i I feel that I'm right where I should be, but then, of course, I can't afford getting a huge workshop so. That's the downside, I guess.
2: <laughs> There's always something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've got a really big space. at. Uh, and we mentioned it when we talked about workshops. Um, so I've got two meters by three meter space at the backside of my uh, workshop where I keep my work stuff and my other hobbies. And one of my other hobbies takes up a, a whole wall of space. And, you know, I'm not doing it so much nowadays because I enjoy doing this. <laughs> And I'm thinking, should I get rid of that, or maybe one day I'll, I'll get back into that, and I'll, then I'll regret it. Yeah, but I,
1: I think you have a good thing going with that uh, public uh, graffiti uh, hidden persona <laughs> thing. So I, I don't think you should <laughs> completely. I mean, you can scale <laughs> it down, of course, but
0: if I could just stick to a few prime colors and <laughs> that of all the different shades. <laughs> Yeah, it's the bloody scaffolding that really takes up the room, you know, for those higher jobs.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I still think that's the best intro to a podcast ever. <laughs> it's a shame only two people listen to it. But
1: <laughs> uh, that—that's the—that's the
0: brilliance of it. It's like, yeah.
1: It's a hidden gem in the large ocean of uh, pebbles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I only discover I, I mainly discovered most of the podcasts when they're at least forty episodes in. I um I discovered the Garage Avengers uh, podcast. Um uh, Making Dreams a Reality, I think it is. Or making things reality. reality. Yeah. And um I discovered that when it yeah. and actually it stopped recording them. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but that's yeah. Nice thing yeah, that's about a this. bummer
1: when you you find something and <laughs> yeah. oh, it's already over. That's uh, <laughs> I I didn't know that podcast until today. I, I follow him and have interacted uh, here and there, but I didn't know about the podcast. So, yay for the algorithm, I
2: guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really I'm disappointed at the algorithms. They they don't really do their job.
0: I don't know. I never blame the algorithm for my videos doing crap. I always just blame my crap
2: videos for doing crap. (laughs) I blame the algorithm for everything that's going on the internet. It's like cursing God.
1: (laughs) 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 But that being said, it's, it's not good for you because you it's by chance and there's a system that is rigged and it's not open so you can't really pinpoint what it is. And then, of course, if a video does bad, it's like, okay, maybe it wasn't that good. And then the reality might be that it's a really good video that a lot of people enjoy. They just haven't gotten it presented to them. So it gives you false feedback. Yeah. I mean, I I like to get constructive feedback that, okay, but if you did this, this would be better. If it's audio, if it's lighting, if it's it's, uh, script-wise or or something like that, if I get constructive feedback, which I can use to be better in whatever I do, I welcome that. But the feedback in do you get views and likes or not, that's not worth shit, basically. And, of course, you can have a really crappy video and it get a lot of likes because it's just being shown to a demographic that really don't think they just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe s- stereotyping, but, uh, yeah.
0: I'll take the likes. They make me feel good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Should we uh, think about wrapping it up, boys, or you got anything else to say?
1: Well... We have a we have a good hour and we have thirty minutes from last night. should so <laughs> yeah, yes. enna- be enough. Should be enough to slice into something. Absolutely. Completely gibberish.
0: Hey, we've not done a we've not done a proper outro either, boys.
1: That was it, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That's your choice. You just say, what should we call it an evening? Last <laughs> <That's> that. last <laughs> the end. <laughs>